I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Kevin and Tom and Joe to know from masterpieces to deep fried tacos and if the movie sucks you might hear them say there's no telling where the guys will take you get ready for a spoiler won't say it twice cause we already warned you better watch out it's gonna ruin the plot real spoilers real spoilers Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 610, a twofer as we tackle the Blumhouse Presents of Horror, Treehouse, Blumhouse Welcome of Horror. To the the Bl- don't say Blumhouse, Treehouse of Horror, we'll the, get sued. The, the, get tree, sued. the tree Blumhouse of Horror, is that <laughs> yeah, what we there call we go. That's much better, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, w- w- their first two movies dropped on Amazon, The Lie and Black Box. So we'll be tackling those in one jam-packed episode. So uh, before we do all that, let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And, of course, don't forget we're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, uh, which is called the League of Show Sharers. And you can actually become a real-life League of Show Sharer by sharing an episode. People who were kind enough to share, we're saying the last two weeks because we forgot on the last one. Uh, <laughs> do we, don't, don't lump us all together. You forgot about it. <laughs> uh, Librarian Cynthia, Chris Sanders, Carl Clarkson, Tammy Sherman Powers, Chris Williams, Julianne Jordan, Travis T. Witt, Brent Smith, Michael Tonkovic, Lane Levanway, Doug, Douglas Bolduck, Ralph Tribble, Chris Valls, Gabriel Lugo, Chris Magic Man, and Tom Comiskey. And then we also have people from the Twitterverse that were kind enough to share the show. Uh, Matt Naglia. Nerd Adonis, James from Geek to Me Radio, Jason from Binge Movies, Rosa from Latinx Lens, Mohammed Shama, hope I'm saying that right, uh, MN Miller Film Review, Chris from Chris's Movie Corner, JD Duran from In Session Film, 
Mike one and also Mike from Mike, Mike, and Oscar. Oscar needs to up his game. Yeah, right get together. We got both get together, Oscar. And none of the Oscars. <laughs> Never shares. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Castle, Nerdivert, Daniel and Dean from the Movie Journey podcast, Colby Mack, Ryan Terry, Aaron White from Feel and Film, and Invasion of the Remake. So thank you, everyone, for sharing the show. And if uh, sharing an episode... Uh, isn't enough of a help. If you want to help even more, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers. Five bucks a month, you get uh, bonus content and you help out, and we greatly appreciate it. Yeah, and in regards to the Patreon, uh, I've actually got a thing set up. We are, I'm going to do uh, an audio commentary for The Crow with Learn from KC95, the local ah. longest lo- running local, uh, I guess nationwide rock channel. So we both are kind of diehard Crow fans, so we found some time in our schedule and we're going to do a commentary track that'll be up uh, on the Patreon maybe by Devil's Night. That's a kind of a inside crow joke. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Which is really October oh. 30th. That's all that is. <laughs> is that really a crow joke or is that just I mean it's like a crow a... reference like the 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 the, the Eric Draven is murdered the day before Halloween. Oh. I was gonna uh sit in on this podcast but we decided it would be best for me not to because in honor of, you know, the history of the crow because I had a vasectomy I'm shooting blanks, so <laughs> seems like that's, wow. That that's, was that's pretty good. Too soon? That's uh, I mean <laughs> no, no, I, I, no. It was ninety three. I think you're all right. <laughs> so that was just I. That was a stretch. Like you went on a I, walk, not, to get, a little walk on, to get there. Was, it was, yeah, but that walk was worth it. It was no, it was. I would have yeah. never thought that those things would tie in but somehow they did there's and something else not right with how my brain works i'm just gonna... yeah I or <laughs> or very very right yeah i'm yeah. like okay i'm fo- okay huh what like Where my face as you're telling that joke huh <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh so uh so there's all of your shameless plugs uh where uh which movie should we tackle first i mean i watched the lie first if that Do you want to tackle the horror one or the not horror part of their horror anthology think e- okay so let's get that out of the way <laughs> i don't right think now. either of them are horror movies yeah well that's uh, i mean that's what i mean it's a little bit of a stretch but i think one's more of a horror than the other but i'm thinking these are in october you know, welcome to the Blumhouse, and it's all creepy looking. And Blumhouse is known for horror, <laughs> and they drop these two movies, and I'm like, "What?" Huh. Like, well, I oh. mean, we, they've done that before, right? Like, they kind of have. Obviously, horror is their bread and butter. Like, yeah, that's right. where they've. But like the prestige stuff, like Gem and the Holograms. No, I'm kidding. Oh yeah. Um, but like Whiplash. Okay. Was like, like I, the. I mean, it, it doesn't happen often. I agree, Kevin. But, but but with this release in yes, October, yeah. with the Welcome to <laughs> but, the Blumhouse, I'm but like, they've this done is some be scary. some more uh, like Whiplash is like that's just in that was one of their prestige yeah. picks, I guess. But uh, but they've done some other stuff that like I feel like is kind of barely horror. Like um, what was Fantasy that one Island? with Mark Duplass? Uh, Creep. No, that was definitely where horror. they were like so, doing some sort of. They were surgeons or neurosur- neurosurgeons, and they were doing something. I was that the know. Olivia Wilde one? I think so. That was that's, the only other like that was that's the like only the, other... that's the only miss. Yeah, that was. Yeah, uh, I never the saw Laz- that one. The Lazarus Project. There we go. Lazarus like, Effect or something. Lazarus like, Effect. That's I feel like that was barely horror. And honestly, is is just hot take. <laughs> the best movie. Invisible <laughs> Man was Blumhouse, right? Invisible Man mm-hmm. is absolutely. Blumhouse, I, I think yes. that might be their best movie. And I, I think you could make the argument there that that's barely a horror movie. It's more of a psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah. You know, I agree. If it agree di- if it didn't have the pedigree of the Invisible Man name, and they just released it as like scary husband, 
Like, <laughs> you would. I don't know that you'd walk out of that movie saying it's a horror film. I, at least there's a reason they call it The Invisible Man. They should probably not consult you on naming their no, movies. But if they just... need any good vasectomy jokes, <laughs> I'm your guy. Creepy husband. <laughs> How do you... How this is you know one of the big debates in the horror community and online is like what is a horror movie and people argue over this that and the other. How do you define a horror movie, Joe, our horror expert? I think if it involves a monster of some sort, whether it's werewolf, a werewolf, or uh, a vampire. Or... So okay, let me play devil's advocate. Okay, Harry and the Hendersons is a horror movie using that metric. Ooh man. It's... E.T. is a horror movie using that metric. But that's the first metric, though. Like, that, if it's a psychological thriller or some kind of creepy movie, but there's a monster, well, then it's horror. Like, so it jumps I, to if, horror. I will say, if the if if Harry, from Harry and the Hendersons, uh, was, was like, killing ripping them. people... Yes, <laughs> then we have a different movie on our hands. Right. Don't people but say, like, in a horror movie, people have to die or there has to be killing? Some people say... I would say, probably agree with that. I mean, there's definitely killing in the in the lie... But I don't call that a horror movie. But that's like that's like following logic. It's like just because a horror movie has killing doesn't mean a movie with killing is no, a horror movie, right. right? So, but also now I'm trying to think just in terms of the killing thing, and it's been it's been a while. Does anybody actually die in The Conjuring? Mm, now I have to think. No. But that is definitely a horror movie, right? They just were. That's yeah, that's ghosts, point. right? That has to do with ghosts. So yeah, that I just falls I, I into think the... I th- yeah, that's a tough question because yeah. I, but it's I, like a ghost that, story isn't a horror movie, you. right? There's no. lots of ghost stories that aren't horror movies. Well, like a ghost story, right? Like with yeah, Casey Affleck. Yeah, but that's not a horror movie. No, He's just kind of no. meandering around. I think and... it comes down ultimately to did it scare you? Yeah, that's the bottom line. And there's a difference between being scared. And feeling tension, right? And yeah. so yes. scaring will create tension, but there are other things that create tension that aren't scary. Right. Right. Which like the 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 car scene from eighth grade. Yeah. Oh sure. Remember the back yep. suit? That is yep, one yep, of the most yep. I thought one of the most terrifying, tension filled, like sweaty palms, like, oh my God, it's you know, it makes you like so worried for the character, but that's not a horror movie. Right. And so I think these movies like when we're talking about the lie, like to me, not being a huge horror buff, I really like certain horror movies, but sure. This is more my jam. Like when the whole movie is just making you feel nervous and worried for the character, questioning the entire anxiety thing. Like, inducing. Yes. Of these two movies, I like the lie better than black box. Although I think most people seem to be liking black box better, but I, I like the lie a lot. So exactly. Same box. Well, same <laughs> Same box. Yeah. Uh, same, I think they're both here. equally. I'm glad these weren't in theaters because these would these would have gotten chewed up and, you know, they, they would have been missed because they're not. I mean, it's not a, a star studded cast. There wasn't uh, a lot of fanfare behind these. So I'm glad that Amazon. This is actually a really smart move on Blumhouse and Amazon because they get new content from uh, a very well-respected studio right and Blumhouse isn't really out any money like they're not going to lose it they're not going to lose anything on these movies I feel like these might have been intended to be theatrical at some point they could have because they but I they they feel like regular Blumhouse movies in terms of Mm -hmm. production level and and quality of cast and you know what I mean like I didn't feel like this was lesser than to their other projects. Well, it's interesting that the black box is a Blumhouse television production, not the Blumhouse film studio. 
And then Blum, I think Blumhouse TV did Outcast, which was a Robert Kirkman comic book that was put to Showtime or some. But they so they've gotten they've they've dipped their toes into TV at this point. They also have a docu series on FX. Oh, they do. Look at me telling Joe something about Blumhouse. Yeah. What is it? The Wilderness of Errors, something like that. It's on FX, and it's about uh, uh, a murder case. It's uh, that happened like in the I think early seventies. Is this the is this the military guy? Yes, Jeffrey McDonald. Not to be confused with the mystery writer Jeffrey McDonald. Yes. Okay. I've I've been watching that. You've been watching it. And you didn't realize everyone starts off with Blumhouse TV. So on Hulu, <laughs> I just like skip it. That's weird because on my Hulu, I was complaining I don't have a skip intro option, so I have to. Oh, watch I do the have intro. a skip intro option. So or well, maybe I just hit fast forward. Your app. Yeah, like you I, have the TV app, Tom. It's the it's whatever's baked into my TV. Yeah. Oh, see, I use it. On, I use it on a Fire Stick. So it's probably like one is like with built-in TV ones, they don't update them as often because they're so specific to a TV. Yeah. Where more people have the stick because they can watch it on any TV. So I think those get like the feature updates more often. Interesting. Yeah. When I looked up information on this movie, this movie was from it dated as 2018. Yeah, I noticed that and too. So hmm. I didn't know if if they just uh, picked it up or if Blumhouse actually produced it. And it says production company Blumhouse Productions, but with the date thing, I was just kind of like, huh. So I wonder if they, I mean, they must have just sat on it. Is this they, the right? one that played in a, the Toronto Film Festival? So they got they got four of these things, or I guess eight, but there's I received screening links for, for four of them. I think there's only four. I think it's well, four released now and then four released later. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. For the whole deal. So I got screening links for four of them. And I, so I read up on each of them. And so they all kind of have mushed together in my brain. But, uh, but yeah. one of them have, had played at the Toronto Film Festival. That's what, yeah. So it says, this one says in 2018. So that must be why it has the date. So they acquired it in 2018. Okay, so that's interesting. So I guess Blumhouse did make it it was released at that film festival and then amazon acquired the rights but then amazon had the blumhouse deal so they just they sat on it and lumped it together and put it in with their other blumhouse stuff exactly gotcha. okay that's so, pretty smart yeah. i mean like i said it's a smart move on blumhouse is yeah. you got you know so anyway, this is a this is the other scars guard that i couldn't think of well it's not the other scars guard it's a sars guard they're not related. All right that's not confusing at all yeah scars yeah, guards aren't sars guards <laughs> see <laughs> okay. so well, and McDermott's aren't Mel Rooney's, <laughs> but I know it's a common pro- like they're all really good actors, but there's Alexander Stellan and Bill Skarsgård. And this is Peter Sarsgård, who's, you know, also just as creepy yeah. as the other Skarsgårds. <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't help that like he kind of traffics in that same type of role, right? <laughs> right. Totally. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, I knew there was another one in this weird family. That's funny. Yeah, just because you're not the only one, though. I mean, that comes up. Oh, I think. Good. I think uh, Stellan Skarsgård may have even like on an interview or so. Like, I I think someone's even addressed that in that family that like they're not related. <laughs> he should just uh, show up to Thanksgiving dinner. He should be like, "Hey guys," like, "No, man, you're not part of our family." It would be the creepiest Thanksgiving ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is an interesting movie. I'm gonna get this out of the way right now. Okay. These two girls are awful. Like characters. Characters. Yeah. The you're actors not addressing are fine. the acting quality. No. No. Yes. Absolutely not. If the, when we get to the end and like the reveal happens. I would be livid. Right. And so I will say <laughs> that I think why this 
I think this movie that again was my favorite of the two and I really enjoy this movie. My, uh, one of my friends said, Oh, I thought it was really slow. And I'm like, I didn't think it was slow at all. Cause I'm into the psychological thriller yeah. and the, the, the character building and, and, and the tone and everything. And, I think the scariest part about this movie is I believe that some dumb kids would do stuff like this. For sure. And that is what is horrifying. There's a, <laughs> there is a story similar to this that happened a few years back of someone pushing a friend off of a bridge. Um, and like I believe they were getting ready to bungee jump or die, dive. And, okay. And the one girl was like really nervous and him and Han. And the other girl just walked up behind her laughing like ha 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 and pushed her. And the girl wasn't ready for it and she like almost died like she broke like 40 bones she and... was she a, she wasn't attached no it wasn't a bungee thing i don't believe oh and, oh, oh. and uh and so she you know hit the water completely unprepared uh, to hit the water oh. right and so and then that girl I, I mean it was a i mean it was a and there was video of it so it went viral it was a whole thing so this is what what this movie obviously made me think of of that as we sure. get into the the premise so do, this is the movie the other one doesn't matter but this is the movie that you want to watch before you listen to us spoil it yes because yes yes the whole thing hinges upon the reveal at the end so yeah. stop listening if you haven't watched it i really liked it i mean i would recommend you watch this yeah and, totally and not skip it you know skip it no no do, I, so we're not gonna go through the whole plot of the thing but but we can talk about the basic setup and then what the reveal is and that was the only thing when we got to the end i'm like okay i guess that's why it's a part of the bloom house because of the twist bloom house <laughs> right because otherwise it just i i don't know i mean again i really liked it but i'm like i thought these were supposed to be scary october halloween movies yeah and that's why i think horror people not all of them but some horror people were disappointed with this because they're like oh well this isn't a scary movie and i don't think like, it should have been one of their lead-off films i yes. think i i don't think so either i think this movie would have benefited from not being in the first round like if you mm. know what i mean like you know if you're gonna show people twilight zone episodes there are certain ones that you wouldn't start with, mm -hmm. you know, and and I feel like this is one that you that you they probably should not have kicked off this anthology series with this movie. They, this should this have would been, be the one you get in the middle of the season. You're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, no. they did something different this mm -hmm. on this one. But it's still right. I get what we're doing. You know what I mean? Yes. Agreed. Yes. Agreed. So uh, we we pretty much open with uh, a little bit of a family video. <clears throat> which I thought was really well done because I'm pretty sure that's the little that's the that's our actress as a little girl. I don't know. I mean, you think they actually took footage of her? I they, they had went, to, have yeah, because family. she has a very distinctive face. Okay, yeah. and I don't think you know it, it'd be almost impossible to find uh, a little girl that looks just like her as a you know an, a, I say adult, but like seventeen yeah. year old. Well, she has a sister. Uh, I guess that's possible. Yeah. yeah. Um. And we, we kind of get the idea right off the bat that her parents aren't together anymore and that has affected her in some way. So, um, Which is a very believable thing mm -hmm. at that age. So, you know, we don't know how much of a uh, you know how much of a part of this story is going to play at the beginning but right out right away you're like oh yeah she's bummed out like her mom it has a new husband or fiance that's leaving for a business trip so we see that and she's not really into that uh clearly she still would rather that she be with the dad and then her dad is dating someone that's in his band and she sees her leave in the morning well and that's so the other thing is like the both of her parents have kind of asked her to keep a secret because she asks uh her mom if you know if dad knows that he's moving in and mm -hmm. she says no and then of course 
the, uh, her dad was like, I guess your mom didn't know about Trudy or whatever her name was. So it's like she's caught in this awful position where both of her parents are kind of moving on with other relationships, but they have to, but she has to keep it a secret from the respective parent, which is also kind of garbage to put on your kid. Yeah. The dad is taking uh, the daughter to like a, a, a ballet camp. Uh, and on the way, they see their this girl's friend and Brittany. Uh, Brittany, thank you. She's like waiting for. The, she's at a bus stop, waiting for a bus to take her there because her dad won't take her, and immediately like starts hitting on her dad. I wouldn't say hitting, but she's definitely like she's definitely flirting. She's f- flirtatious and thinks the dad is cool, right? And is yeah. So you know, the girl's like, I got it. Brittany says I have to pee, so they pull off to the side, uh, and then they're gone for a while. The two girls are like gone on this like ice road we should say that this area that they're in is kind of rural it's um like it's uh i guess it's supposed to be upstate new york because all the that's license- what I, that's what i mean he's definitely living in new york yeah because all the plates say new york so i get the feeling that like they're not far from a city but they're also not far from from country areas right yeah it's right. snowy but it's all like it looks like farmland like it's like flatland and there's these yeah. woods that they go through so it's not like there's a lot of people or houses or anything around it's very secluded especially in this area where they make the stop right so they stop and of course the the two girls are gone for a, just a little bit too long so the dad kind of uh starts to trek through the woods and he hears his daughter scream uh, and he runs and he comes up on this bridge and there's his daughter sitting on the bridge. Uh, and, you know, he's like, where's Brittany? Where's Brittany? And of course, she's like, she doesn't have an answer. She doesn't answer him right away. She seems like she's in shock. Yeah. She kind of says it was an accident. Uh, and he looks down and there's just like this. I'm, I don't want to say raging, but um, very strong current of like a river or like um, a really large stream. Yes. Or like a, a very large creek. Yeah. yeah. And the fall or a creek. It, if you a prefer, crick, if you a will, crick. yes. Thank yeah. you. Well, they're not in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> in New York, it'd be a creek. So, but the drop is far enough to where it would be damaging, and also the water is doesn't look deep enough to where you right. really have a lot. Like, it but looks then he like, jumps. He, I will say he jumps in the water, and it's at least up to his knee. So, if well, you think yeah, that, but like, landing from a but I, what I'm saying is from a bridge, it's far right. enough down and shallow enough to where yes. she's not just like oh. You know, swan dive. I mean, yeah. it, it's and and she didn't dive, right? Like, well, presumably, right? She right, didn't dive. Right. She was pushed, so right. she wouldn't have been prepared for it. Right. There's no one to be found, though. And it's also remember, it's snowy, it's cold out. So you know, you're not that, that water was cold. Yeah. I, when he when he got in that water, I was like, ooh, that's yeah. that sucks. That, I mean, that would probably send her into shock if she wasn't prepared for it easily. Yeah. So he's you know they he runs up and down the 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 river and. uh is unable to find her. Um, we do find her wallet with uh, with her cell phone in it. Um, so they run. You know, the the dad kind of takes his daughter and runs back to the car, and he's about to call nine one one, like a like a responsible adult. And then she stops him. The daughter stops him and says, "I I pushed her. I pushed her." And now he's in he's in the weeds because now he doesn't know what to do. And this is such an interesting premise because you have this. As a parent, he's torn between obviously helping this girl who could still be alive out there or protecting his daughter. And then also he has the parent blinders on of like, she says, I pushed her. And he's like, no, you didn't. You know, it's like he couldn't fathom. It's also interesting the way the daughter just doubles down because the dad's like. 
Because, I mean, honestly, if they just said it was an accident, there's no way to prove otherwise. Nothing would come of, of this legally, most mm-hmm. likely. Right. And and uh, the daughter's just so adamant, like, no, I, I k- killed her. I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is not uh, backing off of her story at all. And so he's forced to to try and cover it up. You know, I say forced to, obviously, just like with last episode, we yeah. everyone has a choice. But she's basically, if they go to the police, she's sitting there saying, no, I pushed her. Like, she's not going to play ball and try to cover this thing up to save herself. And right. he's like, well, I can't now call help and try to find her and all this because she's going to admit it and she'll go to jail. Yeah. And, and I so don't, you know, I got to sit. And, and all, like already the the daughter i don't want to say that she's not okay but there is something like throughout this as the movie progresses you're like man that she's kind of crazy pants because she's like sitting on the couch laughing at at, at a cartoon or uh, acting like everything's normal with when her dad stays the night i know, like, like how this plays cuz so because i mean i guess let's let's get to the reveal so we can discuss yeah, her that's, behavior that's right because it you know we're we're gonna find out at a very inopportune moment that this girl was not pushed off and that this was just a ruse that these two concocted so she could go off and have sex with her boyfriend for the weekend and not get pestered by her dad and so you see the this daughter behaving in this way that makes her look like a sociopath because she yeah, just right. like gets up and like watches TV making and breakfast eats cereal like everything's just hunky dory and you think like oh my god this bitch is crazy <laughs> which and, makes it 10 <laughs> times better once you know the reveal you're yeah, like that's that, so but, smart but really <laughs> right. what it is is she's just not good at holding the, the the lie as from from a performance standpoint i mean this is the character's performance not the actress's performance and you know and so so like of course she gets up and just watches cartoons because she knows that this kid's okay fine. and she's going to show up in a few days and everything will be fine yeah the dad thinks she can't pretend to be cool because she you know because she's so in shock over killing this girl yeah but she really isn't good at pretending to be upset for that long like she yeah. it's just it's so the opposite and that's why i think from uh from a writing perspective why this story is so good especially when you know the reveal my it, only complaint like, is that i wish there had been a scene and i and i Maybe they they put it in a flashback because they can't show you the scene without revealing what's going on. But like, I wish we had gotten some gotten some insight as to why they think why the the two girls think that this would work. Because that's where I'm at. Because I am with you. Their plan of making them think that she that she fell into the river kind of hinges on the the dad hiding what occurred. Yes. Because if the there's dad a, calls the police, then there's going to be a manhunt for her, and she's. Prob- but what did what did she think was going? If you if like, did she think that the dad was just going to cover it up? Because I don't know. That's that's why like, I'm saying I, 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 I wish we you know like maybe the the dad has a history of of hiding her her wrongdoings. It does kind which of which they kind of they kind of hint she at. Says yeah, she right? always like, cover uh, for. Her. She yeah, has no yeah. responsibility. Yeah. yeah, right. She's you're she's so spoiled because you're constantly covering for her so i mean in theory they kind of reference that yeah. but i feel like covering your daughter when she doesn't want to go to school and saying she's sick it's a far a lot cry different from- than saying like i need to protect my daughter from a murder charge yeah. but i also think this is a 
plan concocted that dumb kids would come up with without thinking it through. And that's yeah, why totally. I think it's completely 100% believable because yeah, the plan hinges on that and it's crazy as adults to think about that. These are, this is a girl that wants to stage her death so she can have sex with her boyfriend and then come back and be like, huh, you're smothering me, you know, get out, <laughs> get away from me, dad. I mean, it's, it's insane, but it's like, yeah, kids are stupid, you know? And I'm, I mean, you know, I'm saying that in a loving way as a parent, but there's no, a kids reason, are stupid. There's a reason <laughs> why kids, you know, have an age on smoking and drinking and going to war and voting and, you know, renting a car and all, all this stuff. I mean, there is a reason. And it's I mean, not- those first two don't really matter. Let's be honest. Drinking? The, the drinking and smoking, that age. I mean, yeah, there's an age requirement. Sure. But nobody pays attention to that. I think lots of people pay attention to that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I didn't drink till I was 22. So there, maybe it was just me. All right. But but uh, but there's a reason why there are age limits on these things because yes, are some people yes, responsible? Sure, of course there are people that are always going to be more responsible at an early age. But there are a lot of people that aren't, and so this just shows you how these two girls thought this was a harmless plan, and we see how it can go terribly out of control. And as yeah, adults, it spirals it's real quick. Clear how bad of a plan this is. <laughs> but but when we got to the end, I'm like, yeah. That's something dumb kids would do. And it's just, to me, the the whole story and the twist and everything, I, I love how it was executed. So basically, I th- you know, let's just say the dad uh, eventually tells the mom, like, he he's all freaked out, and he goes to her work and gets her out, and she's just like, I'm going to have a stern talking to her. And he's like, no, oh, I got to like, tell you ah, something. Nope, nope, and nope. she thinks it's just another one of his, like, oh, you let her skip ballet camp. But eventually he, tell, he tells her, or she tells the mom what's going on when she's like yeah i like that scene i like that scene a lot where they don't hit you with it again they just give you the the mom's reaction where she's just like oh we are in the weeds and the whole movie is is they're forced these parents to cover up what to work and the daughter loves it because she's seen her parent she and now she's starting to think like hey this might be a path to my parents getting back together because look how how well they're right they're working together Brittany's dad shows up at the house and they're, they get into a confrontation because he wants to talk to the daughter and the both parents won't let him. So she Brittany's dad punches uh, not scars guard in the face and he's, his nose is all messed up. So the mom, uh, the mom who was also on the killing, who's also a very good actress. I think she's uh, on the killing. Man, that show is if you thought that the movie last week was bleak, the <laughs> killing is just as bleak for hours upon hours. Yeah. Um, but like that he she's fixing her face and they're kind of joking and and kidding and the daughter hears that so to Tom's point is like she feels like okay now I've got some some money in this in this game so I if my parents can get back together like maybe we'll just keep playing this out and that's the crux of the thing so the beginning scenes all set up how much she hates the fact that her mom and dad have moved on with other people and then when when she goes along with this plan that clearly i do believe the other girl talked her into it but then she saw the result of that is look her parents are together and they seem to care for one another and and the mom is taking care of the dad and and then later on in the film the dad is comforting the mom and it's like she sees this happening and she's overjoyed 
overjoyed with the result of it. And so she lets it go on way too long, which, you know, five, yeah. five minutes is too long, but she lets this thing drag out for days and she knows they're talking to the cops and having to cover this up and get deeper and deeper and deeper. But her child mind can't comprehend how bad this is for their lives. Yeah, She's just bad. like, mommy and daddy are back together, you yeah. know? And, and it's, it's well, just, they also kind of cocoon her from it, right? Like they, cause they, they're doing some stuff behind her back, right? They don't want her to talk to anyone. So she basically just gets a weekend with her parents back together from mm-hmm. her vantage point, you know? Yeah. Right. So, uh, the mom, we kind of find out as kind is working in the civil lawyer field now, but it sounds like she used to be a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she goes to a, a friend of hers, which I will say, uh, at least in the city, invest not often do the investigators for the circuit attorney's office go out and investigate cases sure but from it movie seems like standpoint he, it sounds like here he's like yeah we're with the prosecutor's office i was like Mm-mm. yeah that needs to go to the, the like the police department right they don't want to introduce um, way more characters it was right. for the right, sake right, of right. here's my friend to the prosecutor to not on whatever. this kind of budget yeah. yeah, no kidding. Uh, so then, all now the pros- now these two cops are starting to investigate this bull, this made up story about the dad being abusive, which they kind of hint at, like he does kind of have a short fuse. But when you think about it, his daughter is missing. But well, right, right. I think there's two parts of it. So yes, he reacts as a scared worried father would react but also that morning there's a reason why she was at the bus stop they got into a fight and he said well go take the bus i'm not going to take you to ballet camp and Did they then ever she- explain the bruise on her face well i think they did get into a fight and i think either she oh, okay fell okay. or he did hit her i i okay. believe like that's what i mean i think there's two parts like i don't think that he was abusing her consistently and he was a you know an like they made him out to be right but i think in that fight something happened to where she did get hurt that morning so you know what I mean? It's like both are true. This is the creation extent. of Amy Dunn. Yeah, exactly. Like no this kidding. is exactly what this is. Uh, yeah. So now you've got the cops who are starting to sniff around. They kind of look at Brittany's dad. They pretty much clear him. I do like that the one, the the dude, the cop dude, like gets in his face and tries to, uh, like provoke him, him yeah. to see what he would do. Yeah. That, like he he gives a look at his partner. He's like, I tried. Like yeah, he's not yeah. like. He's not actually mad at him or try or angry at him. He's trying to invoke a reaction and he just can't do it. So But also I like that the dad does because he's scared, like you said earlier, I mean he does kind of fit the profile at first, right? He's right, telling sure. he's telling them, you know, to get get away and whatever. Like he's being a hothead because yeah. he's, he's but, scared. But also be, because of of his temper flaring up and the bruise on this girl's face, it like it gives the two parents kind of in and their I'll, mind a pass to do bad things to this guy, right? Like this guy's a, a, a POS. So we can kind of do what we need to protect our daughter, even if it works to his disadvantage because he's a bad dude. Right. 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 Uh, so now since the cops are sniffing around, they ping Brittany's cell phone. And they just happen to find Britney's cell phone in downtown, which is where the dad lives. Not Britney's dad, but our main character's dad lives downtown. Uh, so now, like, it's it's just once you think they've got, like, 
one problem solved, about 15 more pop up. Exactly. Which is the way it ha- that's the way lies work is yeah. you got to keep lying to cover up the lie. Yeah. And, and that's what this movie does so beautifully is you think they think it's going to be so simple. Right. Once they finally every time they come up with a plan, they're like, OK, we're just going to do this. We're going to put right. the daughter in a hotel. Yeah. We're going to teach her how to do it. And then we'll go on with our lives. And we've got a fall guy. And like every single time they they think they've got it. This stuff pops up. Right. And more and more lies. And and I think the title's great. And they, they change the title from like between earth and sky i think maybe it was based on a terrible title but yeah they they changed it to the lie which is great because there's the big lie and then the movie's all about lying so that fits and then yeah they 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 dig themselves deeper and deeper and deeper and to the point where finally because of the cell phone they're gonna plant it in the dude's backyard to try to make it like oh yeah now before we get there though i want to say like the scariest scene of this movie is uh, your main character. I, I wish I could remember her name, but I don't. The Joey King character? Yes. But Halfway through this thing, and I completely, you know. Kayla. Kayla is walking home from wherever she is, and Brittany's dad, like, accosts her, basically. So she runs into her house, and just the, the scene where she's got, like, uh, it's the front of the house has, like, frosted glass, and you can just see his outline, like looking. At, I don't know. Just like, yeah. no, I was a this very movie, creepy scene. This movie, for not being a horror movie, incorporates some horror aspects from a from sure. a filmmaking standpoint. Because there are scenes where, like, there are things going on in the background that you know, in a horror movie, would be like the monster, and and uh, so you do get those those moments, but it's used more to 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 ramp up the tension yes th- than it is to be a, a true horror but it, it's similar filmmaking technique it's a, yeah. it's a good it's a good use of the trope yeah in, yeah, in, I, the, in context i definitely think this falls into the psychological thriller totally category. i would agree absolutely yeah uh yeah so now they realize they've got the cell phone so uh the mom and dad decide to go plant the cell phone at britney's dad's house so while they're doing that, because the cop, um, this is I think real quick though. Importantly, I think the, the cops, cops are putting it together, putting they, something. They what came they think to them with is, the inhaler, right? Yes. So they they basically say they're like, you know, there's a bridge there. Have you ever been to this bridge? And of course, the, the dad's like, nope, never been there. And the cop, which I love, which is thing, it's funny. It's a thing I use with my daughters, where it's like I know the answer to this question. But I need you to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell me the truth, we've got a problem. I right. just did that with my nine-year-old like yesterday uh he's like no she was never there and of course she reaches in her jack jacket pocket and there's kayla's inhaler because the lie is that he drove to the mom's house to get the inhaler and didn't right. make any stops and yet the inhaler ends up at the scene of the crime correct correct and it's it's funny like one of the things i learned uh in my career is you'd be shocked at how many times somebody's like, I have nothing to do with it. I have nothing to do with it. But they constantly put themselves at the scene of the crime. He's like, yeah, well, I mean, I was there, but I had nothing to do with it. Nine and a half times out of ten, they will always put themselves at the scene of the crime in in the course of telling their well, because lie, they've got to basically. explain why they're there why their in case you know. There or yeah. Some, yeah right. <laughs> There's a videotape of them leaving that, you know, stuff like that. Um. 
So they get caught. They go bury the cell phone in the guy's yard. And yeah, and he, he catches them. And, he and this goes is another after... one of those spooky, you know, scary moments yeah. uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's dark. And then all of a sudden he pops up on the mom while while uh, Sarsgaard is planning the phone. And she has to fight away from him. And the dad comes and pushes him away. And they roll down into a lake. And he almost drowns him and kills him. And this is where I'm like, oh, my God. He, like he's going to follow the same trajectory where right. she killed his daughter and now he to cover that up is going to kill her dad and Correct. you know it, it looks like they're going to now they're well, going to lie you aren't wrong right yeah. i know and so but then he saved <laughs> then but he, but again to the movie's credit it's like they pull away and, and at the last moment you know the mom is like no stop you're going to kill him or it's too much and so he pulls him up and they leave the guy like panting and cold and all that but then <laughs> Yeah, he jumps out in front of the car, and they hit him with the car. <laughs> and the mom, and then he's laying. The mom puts the gas on, right? Right, right. Well, so it's yeah, the mom there. mows him down. They well, they hit him with the car. They both are like, "Oh my god!" And of course, poor, poor, not Skarsgård, where like he's had two instances with the two probably most important women in his <laughs> life, where they've both he thinks they've both murdered somebody, and they both tell him, "Hey, let's keep going." Like this dude just wants to play in his band. That's all he really wants to do. I know, this now dude he, really didn't do anything wrong, honestly. I this. mean, he did. I mean, to your point about from last week where it's like he probably should have called the cops from oh, definitely. Jump no, Street. I know. I mean, yeah, like, he, because of the circumstances <laughs> right. in the same regard, sure. But right. it's like this dude, without their influence, like this these guy women, is he just... needs to get rid of these, these two women in his life are just eating him up. Well, I don't think that they'll be able to have a co-ed uh, dorm at the jail. Nope. So. No, they will not. So they, yeah, so they, they leave instead of die. calling the cops, they let him die. They let Brittany's dad die, and they go home, and they're both a wreck, and they're cleaning off the, the blood off the grill of this car. And who walks into the apartment or the house but Brittany? This is the twist. This is the dun-dun-dun. Yeah. As soon as she walks in, she's wearing, like, those hot pink, like, like uh, snow pants, and you're just like... Son of a... And there was a moment in this movie where I was like, man, I wonder... like, Because it, it wasn't making sense. The movie wasn't making sense all the way. Because there was a moment where I was like... I, I think when she was... Uh, where Kayla was like being goofy with her dad and they were kind of like wrestling and stuff. And I was like, I wonder if this gal is alive. And like this is all like a ploy or something. And then of course... It's a different ploy, but she is alive. Yeah. It, you know, but uh, really, I God, when you go back and I don't know that I necessarily would watch this one again right away. I would like to again because I, I thought it was really enjoyable. But yeah, like we said, when you go back and think about the way that Joey King, like her character acts the whole time and the way the story is and then the whole Twilight Zone-ness of the, the ending to where now because of them faking the daughter faking killing this girl the mom has really killed someone like that right right psych psychologically like that is a mind f yeah. right that they yes. turn by covering up their daughter to try to protect her they've turned themselves these one is a <laughs> lawyer you know one is a good seems like a good dude musician guy like now are murderers and accomplices to murder and they've completely effed their entire lives because of this lie that was all based around a girl that just wants to hook up with her boyfriend and get her dad off her back. Like that Correct. to me is such a mind F where it's just like, Oh my God. And the fact that kids could do something like that to my point earlier was just mm-hmm. made it's, it makes you infuriated and it makes you scared being a parent because you've got it. <laughs> and the ending, like the ending is just so it's a gut punch, right? So like Brittany kind of walks in and she sees that, 
Uh, there's blood all over the place. Like they've got a bloody rag and the mom kind of walks up to her and was like, I'm gonna touch your face and make sure you're real. And then of course she's like, you should probably go. And Brittany leaves. And of course I assume Brittany's the one that finds her dad's body. And they both kind of walk, both parents walk into the living room and like, they're just looking at Kayla and she's like, don't look at me like that. And of course she's, she's like, it was an accident. It wasn't supposed to go this far, which she said earlier in the movie. Like when she's talking to one of the, co- I think she's either talking to Brittany's dad or the cops. And she's like, it was never supposed to go this far. It was never supposed to get to here. Yeah. Well, she says, no, no one was supposed to get hurt. And he's like, what are right. you talking about? And she's saying, mind, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> so they all kind of embrace cause they realize we don't know what's going to, and as they're embracing, like you hear sirens yeah. pulling left. up to the house. And I was yeah. like, yeah. yeah. It, well, it's like, but now they're the pa- in shock now, but now the parents are at, like, yeah. Kayla's yeah. out of the woods. Nothing's going to happen. She didn't do anything. Oh, she lied yeah. to the cops. Um, that's it. That's all she did was she lied to the cops. I don't, the yeah, parents I don't know that she somebody committed much of a crime technically. Yeah. I, she, I thought the parents were going to kill Brittany. I thought that's, they were going to be <laughs> like, well, the, now we got to kill next her logical too. step. <laughs> yeah. In this movie. I thought it was great. This movie reminded me a lot of a simple plan. I don't know if you remember, remember that movie. I thought either. the same thing. Sure. Yeah, and yeah. which is an even better book. It's a good movie, make no mistake, but it's an even better book. And like that I had I remember reading that book and I read it a few years before the movie was made, but like I remember I had like eighty pages left in the book and I stayed up to read it because the book was so anxiety inducing <laughs> that I was like, I need this book to be over. In a good way. You know what I, I mean? Can't, I can't sit on this book. No more. Yeah, and it reminded me of a cross between that and there's another book which is now a uh, show on Apple TV called Defending Jacob, and it reminds mm. it reminded me of that mm. as well. So mm. I I loved it. I would highly recommend this movie, though. Yeah. Do we have a budget on this by chance? Mm, no, I'm just curious. I, I mean, uh, if it's a Blumhouse, I assume it's got to be a, yeah. a mill. But this was a movie mil, that definitely probably. feels like a more art house type mm-hmm. movie. Absolutely. I would say yeah. it's probably a couple million, few million type movie. Yeah, foot, that would be foot rubbing a bomb too. pop. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so this is this is this is a good opening opening uh, salvo to the to the house of Blum. So now let's go to Black Mirror. I mean, black the black box. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, black box. The title doesn't help with how similar it is <laughs> yeah, to Black I know. Mirror right, episode. Right, right. So this is. Uh, I believe the original title was Mirror Box. Oh, is that right? Which yeah, made... but they. They switched it so it wouldn't be quite so reminiscent. <laughs> Which would have made life a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, but yes. like this, this movie just setting it up. Like, I mean, it would have been fine as a Black Mirror episode. I'm not saying Absolutely. that this. Yep. I'm not saying this one was bad. I'm not saying I wasn't entertained. But it felt like an episode of Black Mirror as opposed to a film. Like, I didn't need it to be an hour and a half, and it just it didn't hit me at the end like the lie did. Right. I was just like, okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one it doesn't really do anything everything that it does you kind of see coming yeah with the exception of like why he doesn't have his memory like that's kind of the only thing that doesn't that is a that is a reveal like when they reveal who the crooked man is you're Mm -hmm. just like well that's exactly what i thought that was gonna be yeah um yeah so this we are introduced to nolan and ava and they're a father and daughter and nolan a who has been in a car accident. The the mother is go. We never see the mother. The mother has died. Uh, and Nolan has had a traumatic brain injury where he has basically no memory of anything. Um, and he has a hard time with his short term memory. So his daughter is, you know, like writing on his hand and things like that. Um, uh, he appears to have been a pretty well renowned photographer. 
So he goes to this job interview and they start dropping little hints as to it could be one of two things, right? Like he his memory could be shot. So his skills as a photographer aren't what they used to be because he doesn't have uh, a memory of those skills or it could be the other thing. Sure. And the other thing, I mean, both are possible. Um, and so, but this movie now feels more like a horror movie because you have the crooked man who, right. I mean, I, we should say, I mean, I know the crooked man is from the conjuring yes, stuff, but, but it's the called way backwards man. In yeah. This right. Movie. Right. But, okay. But, but the cool thing, then kudos to them, but all the creepy parts in this movie revolve around him go, well, him going to the, what's the. What was it called in Get Out? Yeah, it, yeah, it's that's the similarity for sure. But yeah. when when he first wakes up from this like dream, he's having a nightmare and he sees the backwards man. And then later on, we delve into his memories through this techn this technology, this research that's going on. And he always sees this backwards man. And to their credit, I love that this is a total Blumhouse move. Instead of doing a bunch of CGI crap and making it look really bad and cheesy, they go and they get the guy that was on America's Got Talent that can actually yep. move like this. Yeah. Right? Troy James is a real person. And so they don't have to use any CG. All they do is blur out the face because in his <laughs> memories, because of his accident, they say, oh, you can't see faces. So you have get this really crazy creepy movement from this guy that if you watch it even in bright colors on AGT like the movement is creepy because it's mm -hmm. so unnatural and then they add the crick 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 like the sound effects yeah, almost like the from cracking that bones. alive zombie movie it's like uh -huh. you know and then uh, you know and then they've got the dark tone and all that so you get a lot of horror elements where genuinely it's very creepy but it also looks real because it is <laughs> it's very yeah um, so Nolan not wanting to be a failure as a father decides to, this dr brooks uh played by mrs huxtable felicia who, rashad yes mm -hmm. thank you but it's also just like oh man as much as cosby was america's dad for a long time like you were america's mom and now oh man you're you're a wackadoo <laughs> doctor uh, well, at least she's just playing one on tv i guess that's right. true yeah she's yeah. just in a there's movie, a difference yeah. yes <laughs> there's a, and you know this is a role yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other one was real life. I mean, Sarsgaard um, might be a very nice guy. He does play a creeper in some movies. He plays a creeper you know in all of his movies. Yeah, I don't wasn't he in Green Lantern? Yes. Well, yeah, he's yeah. the villain in uh, yeah. Green Lantern. Hector the, Hammond. Yeah, the big brainy guy. Um, yeah. So uh, Nolan goes to see this doc. This Doctor Brooks has been calling him, and just because they want to, she's like a, a neurosurgeon, and she has she she wants to do this test on him. And finally realizing that that's kind of his only option at this point, uh, Nolan breaks down and goes to visit her. And I'm one of the she puts him under hypnosis. And one of the things that always freaks me out in movies is I'm always afraid I'm going to get hypnotized. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, first I off, you have to like you have to make the effort to be hypnotized. No, totally, totally. I get the it. Second, I don't think they're actually saying the things that will hypnotize you. I don't want to risk I it. I think it's all BS. I don't really I, believe in. Hypnosis. I agree with you. You yeah. have to be suggestible to be hypnotized. Yeah. In the off chance that it's not BS, I don't want it to happen. It would have happened by now. <laughs> no, that's true. I've seen right? enough hypn hypnotism in movies. <laughs> like, All right, that's how I. Yeah. I've always liked to approach things from a very linear logic. If that was a, th if that was possible, it would have occurred by now. Sure, in, sure. In uh, you know, in almost a hundred years of filmdom, somebody <laughs> would have fallen under a film's hypnotic. Yeah, you spell. wouldn't believe this. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you know this, but Joe is actually an old, rich white guy that took over his oh. body. 
Yeah, I, I picked the the perfect body that I picked was mine. And yeah. whenever we use the word ampersand, he will cluck <laughs> like a chicken. <laughs> no, uh, that's why he made the chicken noise. That's why. That's right. See? So everybody, yeah. would, I, I can do it. You know, I have a reason to do it. <laughs> so this experiment, basically, she touts it as it's going to unlock your memories. Right. But what we're talking about again, spoiler, let's get into it. Your memories, she implanted the memories of her dead son into his body. So now his his memories are gone and fighting to come back. And the, her son's memories are fighting to push trying through. Trying to so overwrite. It's the, like so they're both trying to occupy the same space. And there's right. a, kind of a battle going on. And so she needs to send him into the not sunken place. Yeah. So she can, so they can get to, you know. Let right. her son's memories really come to the forefront. Yeah. So, and he, you know, he sees uh, what he thinks is his wife, uh, him Nolan's wife, but like he's starting to see memories that aren't his. Um, and finally, after a session, it, he breaks through and he realizes uh, this isn't. I'm not Nolan. Like I'm Thomas. Well, like the clues are so he, from everything he's been told, and he talks to his friend uh, that works at the hospital, and he's like, "Did we ever? Did my wife and kid? Do we ever live in anywhere else but the house?" And he's like, "No." So he's like, "I've been seeing memories coming back of me at an apartment and with a different woman and another kid." And so he's like, "Maybe I cheated on her." And the friend's like, "No, you were never unfaithful." So we're getting all these memories. Meanwhile, the backwards man clearly is him like i mean he's got the same build he's got the same hairdo at first i'm like well this is kind of cheap like i mean are we supposed to not think it's him because it looks just like him but what i like is that him he's not actually himself right so the twist part that i do like because he his brain the reason he has no memories is because he's actually this doctor's son and he his memories are trying to occupy this other yeah and so um when the backwards man is fighting him in his dreams or his nightmares, it's actually Nolan trying to wait. Can you say that word again? <laughs> What's that? Say nightmare. Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> He's just, I thought you, you said, said nightmare. I thought you said nightmare. <laughs> and oh, there's nightmare. A, there's, I just talking fast, you know. No, yeah. no, no. You, there's an ongoing joke on a different podcast where the one of the hosts cannot say nightmare. Like he says nightmare. And I was like, oh, my God. It oh, is yeah. No, I'm not saying mirror for sure. But like <laughs> when I talk, I, like if I say that's it fast, I would say nightmare. And it sounds like then, now yeah. I'm like, that'd be a great name for a horror movie. Nightmare. Nightmare. Dun, dun. Or 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 like an 80s metal band. Yeah. So yeah. in the night in the nightmare, uh, <laughs> Nolan is trying to fight back. And so he is the monster. He is the backwards. Man. Right, right. And to their credit, I like how you don't know why, but you can see it's him. And then with the reveal, yes, it's him. And so now we're stuck with Nolan trying to not Nolan, but the son who Thomas Thomas is trying to like he re- so he get, he breaks through. Yeah. Thomas breaks through into the real world, and so he starts to... He's mean. Like, he's not a nice person at all. He has moments of niceness, but they are immediately overshadowed. Like, he's mean to Ava, the mm. Nolan's daughter, and then... Well, these are the clues. Yeah, like, the movie opens with, like, 
he's apologizing to how he had behaved the night before. There's a hole in the wall that is clearly right. like he punched it. And so you can see not only are his memories starting to come back, but like his lousy Demeanor? personality yeah. is starting to come back. And right, his friend right, right. Gary is like the one that works at the hospital is like you would you would never be physical. You would never hit a wall like that. What's going on with you? And yeah. and you you think it's just because he's lost his memory and he's trying to remember who he is and he's frustrated, but Thomas is the one that really has the issues. And so as we see Thomas in Nolan's body and the second half of the film goes on, Thomas doesn't even know who he is, right? Cuz he's still trying to regain his memories. Mm-hmm. And so he does all these really mean things and these physical things. And we start to learn Thomas isn't a good guy. And um, he fell down some stairs was his thing. Right. So Nolan he thought he fell down the stairs. Right. Yeah. Nolan got into a car accident to lose his memory. The doctor says that her son Thomas fell down stairs and was, you know, dead at the bottom of them or whatever. Right. Two years prior. It's been two years. So he's now regaining what really happened. And we eventually see this flashback and it confirms all these little clues that we've seen of him not being a nice guy. Right. Well, we should say that, like, so he starts having these flashes of of a, an apartment building and he pieces it together to where it is. And he sees this woman. He goes to this apartment that he believes is the right apartment that would have the view that he believes he has seen. Uh, and there's a woman and a child there. And that is, unlocks some other stuff. I mean, and he so wrinkles now, his way in there. He says, I was... Thomas. Well, before that, this is before that. So, like, but yeah, he, but yeah, eventually, saying, like, step two. You know, right. yeah. he uh, he starts to like the facial thing starts to go away. Like he that start. So he sees this woman and he recognizes her. Now he goes back to that apartment and he says, "I was a friend of Thomas's," and he's going on and on and on. Finally, he breaks down and says, "No, I am Thomas." Like, to, and we find out this is his, this was his wife and daughter. This was Thomas's wife and daughter. Um, and he starts looking around the apartment. And he realizes there's no pictures. There's of no him. pictures of him. I like. I like, like that moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and it, when you don't know the reveal, you're like, well, yeah, what the hell? But then, because yeah. he still right. doesn't realize that he was an abusive prick. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it, and then he and then he snaps. Like he gets in her face and pins her against a wall. And then and now he realizes he's an abusive he's an abusive prick. <laughs> prick. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and he says like, I'll never hurt you again. And blah blah blah. All the things that abusive, uh, abusive pricks pricks say, say. Yeah. Yes, after correct. they've yes. abused you. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thomas's wife hits Nolan and the real Nolan in the back of the head. He wakes up in front of Ava, not remembering how he got there. So he jumps back in his car, uh, sees his mother, Doctor Brooks, and she's just kind of like, "Oh, well, uh, that's just something we have to like. You have to go back in and you have to beat up the the crooked man, and then this all goes away." And he was like. Yeah, she's okay. blaming it on Nolan, basically, and like. Well, the, no, she's blaming it on. Oh, I see what you're saying. But yes, you know, yes, she's yes. blaming it on the other. Thing she's not using those words, yes. but that's yeah. And she's right, basically right, saying, right. "Go, go, suppress that." Yeah, go yes. kill him, and when you kill him in this, the you know the the we should say the technology thing. He puts puts on like the professor the VR X helmet. You know, the VR like, system. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a weird looking thing like that he pulls on and, and he goes into this dreamlike state where he's basically in his own memories. And so once you kill the the enemy there, then he's out of your subconscious is what right. she's saying. Right. And so they get into this fight. And well, that's the, I think this is a pretty good reveal where like the crooked man walks into the room and he starts to like fix himself and he turns around. And of course, we see the real Nolan's face. 
but he's weak. Like he's he's not okay. Mm-hmm. And Thomas gets the upper hand. He's about ready to stab him and kill him when all of a sudden we hear Ava's voice because the friend of Nolan's has figured this out mm-hmm. that Doctor Brooks has implanted the uh, the subconscious of. Thomas into his friend. Well, he goes so into they, the hospital records, and it's like yeah, Nolan. He's a doctor. Brain. They're all doctors. Are we? Should, I don't know who <laughs> yeah. said that. Nolan's uh, a Nolan's doctor. A music, Thomas, no, no, Nolan's no, a he's a doctor, yeah. right? But the, his buddy's a doctor, and he's the one who was like, "You should work with with Felicia Rashad because she's got really, you know." crazy advanced experimental stuff going on it's crazier than he thought (laughs) and and so in the hospital records nolan came in brain dead and so instead of him going to an operating room or something the hit the thomas's mom took a brain dead patient into her experimental chamber well that's awfully strange and so he starts to put it together like that's not right why would he go in there when he's brain dead she doesn't you know she's (laughs) doing experiments she's not doing brain surgery so what was the name of that brain you gave me Abby, <laughs> Abby, something. Abby, normal, Abby, <laughs> abnormal. So uh, I, I like this moment a lot because during his subdued state, he can hear the Ava, the uh, yeah. Nolan's daughter, come in and be like, "What, Dad? You know?" And and he can hear this. And Thomas has to decide. He's got this man dead to rights he's about to kill him forever in his subconscious but he knows that he's a bad person and here's a little girl that loves him and depends well, on this him. is where we get the flash where we realize that um thomas took a swing at his daughter and knocked her backwards and then the uh thomas's wife realizing that this was a lose-lose situation knocks him down the steps so he does technically fall down the steps but he had a little help yes uh and he realizes that he's not a good person and there's this man that has a daughter that loves him and has a happy life. And he, Thomas, in an act of redemption, puts himself into the sunken place and allows. Yeah, we didn't establish that when he when you're when you go into the not the sunken place, you're in this room. And if you leave the room, you're lost forever. Right. Yeah. Right. You. I mean, unless you have like a, a device that brings you back. Right. Because Noel. Nolan does that. Like he's got the the watch, right? Where he keeps clicking the watch, and well, he goes to different. But memories. the watch won't work once you leave the room. Because remember, she says, "If oh, you leave this room, I, okay, I cannot okay. get to you." Like that's right. That's you know, right. You, and you won't be able to find your way back. So sure, that makes um, it sense. also keeps the budget down. <laughs> it does. Yeah, you know, just a big you black have, room. You only like got to have one room. Yeah, and, and, uh, and, a, and a light bulb. Yeah. But I also I do like the fact I really thought this movie was going to hinge on a climax of them like fighting and and someone having to get pushed out of that room. And I, I did like the fact that it was like this guy made a choice of like, you know, I'm I'm dead. Fair's fair. And this guy's not dead. And his and I'm just not a good person. And I'm just right. going to walk off into the distance. Yeah. I thought that was a good little. Yeah. It was a nice, a nice way to get to redeem that character. Yeah, but I, it, t- going forward, we don't. You know, it won't matter. The doctor's fired. It all comes out that she was doing wackadoo experiments. Chekhov's handshake. Where I was like, oh, well, this is how we're going to know that the real Nolan right. is back, because sure. he's going to know the hand. There's throughout the entire movie, um, Ava is trying to teach, or you know, get the jog her dad's memory of a special handshake, and he just can't do it. And of course, here we he does it, yeah, you know, without missing a beat. Um, and it, yeah, so like the, the doctor's fired and she collects her equipment and she's back in her office. Nolan and Ava go on to, I assume, to have a nor- somewhat normal life after a very weird experience that 
is never going to be talked about ever again in that family. <laughs> uh, so Felicia Rashad is kind of like working on uh, what's left of her equipment, and she ends up booting up. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, it, it the the memory that his memories were just data points. So I mean, she right. can do this as many times as she can find brain dead people. Yeah, they do well, say I didn't really. It was it sounded to me like. Te- techno gibberish that their no, brains were exactly scanned. What, that's exactly their, what it was their brain before <laughs> before whatever their brains were scanned into the hubble you know whatever it was yeah. and the shabba, and, and so now they have downloads of their brain so i you know it was just they're working on stuff like this though yeah i that's, believe it i yeah. believe it for sure so yeah so she has what's left of her equipment and she um she looks into the vr headset and, and she i guess she sees thomas she smiles i mean you clearly get the point that it's like oh He's, He's there. Here. Yeah. 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 And that's, and that's how it ends. And I'm, uh, this was another one where it's just, I'm, this is, this is probably the, the weaker of the two. Yeah, I it was thought. fine. It was fine. Yeah. I, it, I, was, it wasn't good, awful, it was a good one, but yeah. it, it didn't, it what for me, it wasn't as effective as, is the lie. Yes. Yeah, this, this, this definitely felt more like a black mirror episode mm. than the first one felt like a twilight zone episode. Yeah. Like the first one had some, pizzazz behind it i guess i don't really know that's yeah, the, the right first one, i think from beginning and it was a really well-constructed story script the characters the acting everything this just seemed more like a like again like perfect for black mirror just a little not gimmick but you know oh what if you could do this and then oh twistaroo at the end like i wasn't as invested with the characters although yeah. they would like you to be with the, each of them having daughters and the families and all that but right. i didn't feel for them like i felt for the parents in the last movie right so it never quite got to that level it's an entertaining watch it's it's well done enough i thought the actors were good but it just didn't have it didn't take itself to the next level to where that's why at the end I'm like, okay, this could have been a, like an hour black mirror. It's, you know. it's weird yeah. because I think that there is a black mirror episode that is very similar to this. Probably. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. There's one with Toby Kibble where like he's got all of, all of your memory gets put onto a tiny little like thumb drive. It's in the first season. I think it's like the third episode of the first season hmm. of the original black yeah. mirror. And like he's, He's figure. He's trying to figure something out in his memories, and like as he's going backwards, it, I don't want to spoil it because it's a really good episode. And I almost, I'm almost positive that Robert Downey Jr. bought the rights to that episode. Hmm. Oh, to turn it to make a it feature. to a, to turn into a feature. It's a it's. But basically, as he's going through his memory, things start to unravel. Okay, in his memory, it's a really good episode. Interesting. Um, I feel like I've watched that whole first season, but I just I've, can't I've watched that them one. all. I think I know the one you're talking about. And I, I I have a clarification to make sure, but if I do, it would spoil it. So right, correct. <laughs> Don't say it. Yeah, okay. but yeah. So I but yeah, I think this was a, it was a solid entry into the, whatever this Blum House yeah is going to be. I hope they get scarier. I can't imagine that uh, that they won't release actual like really scary. Uh, this one had elements, but I was never even close to feeling creeped like terrified yeah. by it. I they've got to release some scary ones. I just don't know why if they are going to do that why they would lead with these two because I don't feel like they give a really good picture of what at least what yeah. I thought the Blumhouse was trying I agree. to do. And I will also say that uh I'm only two episodes in, but the 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 TV show that they have for FX has been really good. The docu series, uh, it's crazy pants. What's it called? Yeah. Wilderness of Errors, I believe. Yeah, but it's yeah. a real document. It, yeah, it's, it's it a, a documentary. A it's so it, okay. you know it's, uh, but it's got production value, so it's not you know boring to watch. But it is a documentary about an actual murder case that you know 
riveted the nation in the early 70s. Do you guys watch the Hill House stuff on Netflix? I watched the, I have I just saw the first the second season is available. Yeah, so okay, I watched I the entire first yet. season. Okay, you guys watched the first one though? No, the yeah. first one was great. I haven't seen it, but everyone says that The Haunting of Hill House is great on Netflix. You know, what's so great about it and yeah. I, I don't not spoiling anything, but okay. like it 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 really it deals with because it jumps back and forth through time that like uh not like in a time travel way, but sure. like the storytelling structure yeah. yeah um is that it really kind of deals with what would happen to you kind of from a ptsd standpoint mm-hmm. if you went if you lived through one of these horror movies in the same way that that halloween kind of did with mm-hmm. jamie lee curtis the one from oh, sure, two sure, or sure. three years ago where you're like yeah that would f you up right yeah. like <laughs> yeah, right right like this family has this horrible experience in this haunted house that you get that gets revealed to you in dribs and drabs throughout okay. the series but you're also seeing them in the present day kind of dealing with the psychological ramifications mm-hmm. of what they experienced 20 years ago okay and you know so many horror movies end with like once you kill the monster everything's good we can all go back to our normal lives but we know that uh, you know based on how people not react to trauma that is not what would happen <laughs> at all sure. and so, it's also it's mike flanagan right so and, and mike flanagan's i think one of the best uh horror directors probably the last 15 years yeah so doctor sleep uh, is so good yeah. i agree i agree and, but yeah so it's really it's really really good okay so, so you're, that's, you're you are in for a treat that's on my list and then the haunting of Bly manor is the second season Correct, but it's anthology, so it, I don't think it has anything to do with the first. I, gotcha. I right. believe. Same, I think it's the same same actors, but different stories. Yeah, it's like a repertory company almost. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's their answer to American Horror Story, Basically. kind of, but better, but not cheesy. I, I'm not an American <laughs> Horror Story fan. Like, I, I enjoy I enjoy it for what I've they never are. seen. I, it. The, I just know that's their deal. You know, <laughs> I watched the first couple seasons, and it's like I mean, it's just they just do whatever the crazy thing they can do next is, whether it makes sense with the story that they've been telling. And right. I finally was just like, I, I can't. I got halfway through the the season with the witches, and I was just like, I'm out. That's my. That's one of my favorite ones. It was. I was just like, this is dumb, <laughs> and I'm leaving now. And uh, I haven't missed it. It doesn't get any all. better. Yeah. Mm. So. Okay. Yeah. But uh, some people love it. Not this people. So. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table, and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online, facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group, and of course, don't forget our Patreon, patreon.com slash Real Spoilers. So uh, that's it for this one. I guess next week we're tackling the other two Blumhouse movies? Yes. Okay, so there you go. I forget their names, <laughs> oh, yeah. but uh, but they're out there. Blumhouse 3 and Blumhouse 4. There we go. Bl- Bl- Blum Tree <laughs> House of Horror uh, next week. More of that. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Rhoda puts her shoes in the incinerator. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.